Hello Jets fans and welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. We do the whole preamble. My name is Liz. Whatever. The Winnipeg Jets are the first place team in the NHL right now after a 3-1 win over the Anaheim Ducks tonight and I am fired up. I am joined by Kishore today. We're going to talk a little bit about this win. Kishore, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. That was not the greatest couple of back-to-back games I've ever seen in my life, but a win is a win. Uh, And there's nothing more Winnipeg Jets hockey than uh, giving up one goal. Uh, You give up less than three goals, that's Winnipeg Jets hockey, baby. Yeah, record-setting Winnipeg Jets hockey. It's been how long since uh, we're, what, now tied with, like, the... My dad was just telling me this, the 05 Minnesota Wild since the late 60s and, and, you know, the amount of games we've given up so few goals and and stats like that and the now going, what, 11, 12 games without not giving up a point and all these kinds of things. Like, this is just straight-up good Winnipeg Jets hockey team that we're seeing right now. Um, For those of you who are watching live right now, let's get excited. I am so fired up. I'm so excited that Kishore is here. I'm also excited, um, not that he's wearing his Bills merch to troll me on this. For those of you who are unaware, I'm a massive Miami Dolphins fan, and Kishore doesn't care about the Buffalo Bills. He's just here doing this to to spite me, right? Is that First of all, born in Buffalo... (laughs) Like, you don't just randomly buy Buffalo Bills gear to, like, prove a point. You're either born a Buffalo Bills fan or you learn to die a hero being a Buffalo Bills fan. That's the only way you want to go. But I want to shout out what Julian's saying in the chat. Uh, Can we let Dangle know that the Jets bandwagon is taking applications? Because I think it's about time. Oh, it's time uh, to hop on for everybody. Like the vibes have never been better. I I want to jump into all these, you know, great things that you have to share about um the vibes and what you experienced last night when you were present at the game. Um, Kishore and I both have some fun, just kind of in person hockey tidbits to share. As as those of you can tell, I'm not looking my finest. I have an interesting background. Um, I decided about. 10 hours ago, um, to jump in a car with my parents and drive seven hours to come watch um, History Be Made tomorrow at the XL Energy Center. And no, I'm not talking about Ryan Hartman getting destroyed by <laughs> Jess. Uh, I'm talking about going to see the PWHL Minnesota home opener. Um, so I am now in Minneapolis right now, just kind of on a whim, uh, which I'm super excited about. So um, kind of last minute scramble together to do this game over. I have headphones, not a real mic. Hopefully the audio is not too bad, but um, I'm so excited. I- Yeah, I'm so excited for you. The games have looked just electric. The crowds um, just uh, just seeing like the women having a a grand old time like uh, and uh, the interviews before periods like the men should be taking some lessons like seeing Sarah Nurse uh, this uh, in between periods today be like, we got to go get one girls and just like like went out hammered one like so much personality. So excited. Also. Let's give it up as the as the resident American uh, Winnipeg Jets fan. Let's give it up to your gold medal winning World Junior team. Uh, future captain of the Winnipeg Jets, Rutger McGordy, uh, came through again with an empty netter to seal it. Uh, good work, boys. Another contributor uh, to just the immaculate vibes around the Winnipeg Jets right now. What can I say, man? Like, just unbelievable and so happy for him like the the posts the everything how excited he was some of the comments he made in his interviews like it's just 
I, I am so that thrilled. hit too. Oh, that God. hit in the final where he just demolished he the Swedish player in the next week. And in Ooh. a great way, didn't, you know, no, no head contact, nothing like that. Just a great hit to sort of seal the deal in that game. Um, everyone's in the chat. Everyone's excited. We're all excited because just things are great right now. Um, guys are on a dad's trip. Shout out to Nate Schmidt's dad. Nate Schmidt also, but specifically Nate Schmidt's dad. We've got lots going on. Um, but Kishore, before we really get into the specifics of this game, you were at the game last night when the Winnipeg Jets uh, tied their tied or beat whatever their their franchise record with points <laughs> consecutive games. You got to we, witness that game in person. We exercised our nemesis, the San Jose Sharks, with a win last night. Uh, I have to say, um, anytime you see a story in the press being like Winnipeg Jets attendance, you should no longer feel bad because I went to a Sharks game and saw what an attendance problem looks like in person. It was like scary empty. It was like, I think they reported like 10K attendance. It might have been six. It was super empty. Um, that being said, I had seats uh, with my son and my nephews, uh, like right below uh, the dad's group, the mentors group. They had like a box uh, right above us. And they were like hooting and hollering all game. My favorite thing, first of all, if you're not following Chuck Hellebuck on Twitter, what are you doing? He is the best. He has an amazing YouTube channel where he talks about 3D printing and all sorts of like prop making and stuff. He's like my hero. You should subscribe, like, like, comment, subscribe on Chuck Hellebuck's channel. Uh, when Connor Hellebuck got the number one star last night, Chuck Hellebuck's out there like hooting and hollering. It was really um, awesome. That was a, a sad game to watch because the crowd was really dead most of the night. Um, but the, you know, the Jets exercised their demons. They gave up one goal. I got to watch the best goalie in the world, uh, up close and personal. It was really, it was really a fun time. And then they had this back to back against the second worst team in the league. Yeah. And, um, a couple of things going into this game, like you said, is on the back to back. And I, I was calculating, I think where we're at right now, this is their sixth game in nine days. Um, you know, with the back to back against Minnesota and another back to back here, um, playing against weaker teams, which over the last little stretch have been their kryptonite, as you know, with the, with the San Jose Sharks, Montreal Canadiens, Chicago Blackhawks and all that goodness. And also what happened last time the Winnipeg Jets played the Anaheim Ducks, they lost one of their best players due to a play that could have been avoided. Ryan Strom was a game time decision and didn't end up playing in tonight's game. Um, I don't want to get into anything, you know, relating to that, whatever, because I don't think Ryan Strom is a bad guy. Didn't like the play. Um, and I, I think it warranted some form of discipline and, and all that good stuff, whatever. He got ejected from that game and I'm fine with that. Um, but I'm just so tired of talking about the extracurriculars surrounding, you know, payback and getting back at players and all these kinds of things because of this whole Minnesota Wild discourse that I'm honestly glad nothing happened tonight and we just got to watch a hockey game. Um, what were your thoughts on this hockey game? You know, not not the greatest or most astounding hockey game we've ever seen, but, you know, it also wasn't some, you know, hoo-ha measuring contest with guys just throwing each other on the ice and stuff like that. So uh, what, what did you think of this one? I was expecting a gong show you know, until learning that Strom was going to be scratched. So I was pleasantly surprised. Um, let's be honest. This team looked like they were on a back-to-back. They looked tired, um, but they gutted out a win. They had awesome goaltending again. I don't think we can say – we haven't said enough about how uh, how good Brassois has been in the last in the last month, kind of keeping up the momentum from the best goalie in the world. And um, – 
I, I guess I have like a few takeaways from tonight. I am so happy for Nate Schmidt is like my number one uh, uh, takeaway. I think he's been playing super well the last five games. Uh, I think he's actually been one of the bright spots on the power play of which there has been very few, except that one goal last night uh, where he's, just done his job on the on the power play too and he's moved the puck around he's been good on zone eg- uh, exits he's worked really well with Dylan Sandberg I think Sandberg has helped elevate Schmidt and free him up and seeing Schmidt like fill that gap tonight and um and Sandberg kind of you know get hit him with a pass and then just bury one first game in 45 for Nate Schmidt so happy for him because he has been scratched He's been all the talk about he's going to come out of the lineup when Billy is back and healthy. And he's been playing really good hockey in the in midst of that. So uh, I would yeah. say that's my number one. I'm happy for Nate Schmidt. Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost. And I think um, with, with that, um, you're right. The last couple of games have been, you know, a lot stronger. And I also, I must give credit where it's due as well. The pass from Mark Shifley on that was so perfect. I literally, I was standing up and cheering before he even released the shot. I was like, that that was perfect. Like that's going in a hundred percent. But you mentioned the the v the vh word um, and. With the way the second pairing has been playing, especially with the first line, and we'll get into, I'm sure, all those other players and stuff like that, and like you said, the way that that third pairing's been playing, and also the fact that Josh and DeMello are Josh and DeMello, I, president, owner, and all of the above of the Villa Hainala fan club, am unsure if this player has a spot in this lineup at this time. I don't think I would be pleased to see any of these six players leave the lineup for my favorite hockey player in the world. That's how good the Winnipeg Jets defense are lately. And it's just, it's crazy. They haven't given up. They gave up three goals once in the month of December. It's January. It is like the end of the first week of January. They've given up three goals once, uh, almost since Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving. Like, you can't change anything. Um, I I would be open to seeing Billy if they do, like, a vet rest kind of thing. If Dylan gets banged up, if, like... If Schmidt gets banged up, drawing in for something like that on a back-to-back, we have another, you know, like the next back-to-back doing something like that might make sense, but really don't mess with what's not broken. Um, There is concerning signs, I think, ahead for Winnipeg with like some of the underlying stuff is starting to move in the wrong direction. It's not, they're still playing awesome. They're still driving play at five on five, but we're not really seeing the high danger chances. I think we want to see long-term they've been slowly dwindling and we've been relying a lot on uh, finishing talent. Um, So there's probably tweaks and changes we'll want to see longer term, but for now you can't mess with uh, a single thing. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And that's a, that's a luxury that we have not had over the last few years. So it's a, it's very pleasing to the eye, but uh, yesterday I had uh, Elliot from the level flight podcast on, we talked a little bit about uh, jets sharks. Um, And what we talked a little bit about uh, for those of you who are there yesterday, might recall, we talked about a little bit um, how the way the jets are kind of playing right now is we haven't seen all four of their lines at their very best all at the same time. And that's not something that's unique to the Winnipeg Jets. You know, that's kind of how how hockey and life works is that you're never going to have all your players at 100% all at once. Um, but I thought tonight um, we saw flashes of that first line looking a little bit better. What did you think of their game tonight and kind of how they were able to, to control some of the parts of the game that they played? So I think 
people here probably know I'm not the biggest like Kevin Sawyer honk, but what he called out during the game about Ehlers defensive prowess, like on that one shift where Ehlers had uh, a couple blocks, a good defensive play and was leading transition. All of a sudden they were uh, like getting rush chances coming out because they were playing good defensively rush chances out, allowed them to enter the zone with speed and then we saw like the full on cycling effect. And when they start cycling like that, they're really dangerous. I still think Mark Shifley's in a little bit of a rut and I'd like to see him shoot the puck just a little bit more than he's doing. But that line is starting to come back. There is no way they can get back to the level of heater they, they were on a couple weeks ago. But who they are the when they get established in the zone and they they get circling around. Uh, they are dangerous, especially like Velarde down low is so good with his hands. Uh, and I I just uh, I'm sort of in awe. The only thing that uh, they need to do is they just need to like enter with the zone with a little momentum to get that cycle going that they have. Yeah, 100 percent. And I think um, that further to that a little bit about the specifics of the team they were playing tonight. This is a different Anaheim Ducks team than we saw last time the Jets played them with a couple of different pieces coming back in the lineup, you know, um. To me, um, players like like Drysdale and uh, Mintikov were, were guys who I noticed a lot tonight. And it's always nice to notice young guys. And even at the end of the game, when when you know a point or a tie or whatever was still within reach um, for Anaheim, and they were kind of pulling out all the stops. Who was at the top of that? You know, blue line for them was Jamie Drysdale and some of the younger pieces. Mason McTavish obviously potted their only goal tonight. Um, some scary stuff coming up the pipe from the Anaheim Ducks, especially on the back end. Um, but some of their younger players, I think, uh, you know, looked looked good tonight. But at the end of the day, it is the Anaheim Ducks, right? And they they collapsed a little bit more. I, I found that they weren't as aggressive on their own blue line. Um, and I wanted the Jets to capitalize on that a little bit more when they were entering the zone, like you said, and coming in with a little bit more strength. And, and do you think that has anything to do with the competition? Do you think that they were, um, you know, like, would, would you – think that they would attack a little bit more against a team like this? Or do you think they just kind of stick to their game regardless of the opponent? It felt, it felt like a back-to-back game. I'll be honest. Like they felt tired um, and they're going to just play their like slightly low event game and, and rely on some of their finishing. Uh, I have to say Minchikov looks like super special to me. He looks just dangerous on all sorts of plays. He was great offensively. He's physical. I really like that kid. Zegris, on the other hand, what happened, my man? He looks lost out there. Um, anyways, uh, but going back to your point, like it, it is one of those things where uh, I was so excited to see Perfetti get a goal, not just because of all the discourse around him today, but that line has been kind of stuck in neutral for a little bit. And as well as Domestikov continues to play, and he was the key on that power play goal. No doubt. He makes that quick decision to shoot it out of Perfetti and Perfetti buries it. By the way, Gibson did not play that well. Um, He like really did not push over. He did not anticipate that Perfetti was standing there for a little while and Gibson didn't play that well, but I hope they like Nemestikov Perfetti can continue to like build really want to see KFC on that line when he comes back in a, in a few oh, weeks yeah. to really start to like unlock because IO follow is like the one piece that feels like really out of place on this team right now. Um, and, uh, and I think that will take a lot of pressure 
off the Lowry line, a lot of pressure off um, the Shifley line to just be world beaters every night. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think a lot of people kind of in the chat are, are in agreement with us on this. I see we have waiters, we have Jack, um, we have Jeff, we have Julian, a lot of our regulars are in here. Everyone who's live in the chat, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you guys coming to celebrate uh, the victory of being, you know, number one of 32 for this team and some of the, the good pieces that are really contributing to that. But um, I always, and, and tonight is, a, is an excellent reminder of that because of the fact that, you know, last time we played Anaheim, we know what happened. This team is missing, missing a top five player for them right now. So, uh, a player that you know a lot of people would consider to be their best player. Um, I and the Anaheim Ducks broadcast team would not agree with that, but you know, top five, you know, um, consensus player, right? So it'll be interesting. We I see some people in the chat. Um, there, there's one from Jack here says if the uh, Jets pick up Konechny in the lineup. Uh, playoffs will be very interesting and that's always the the question too with you know the all-star break coming up we see that we have the nominations that are already out and and people can vote um you know the end of the season is coming up quick we're almost at the halfway mark and all these kinds of things with with trades coming in what do you think is going to happen if the Winnipeg Jets bring in a, a top six piece and when Kyle Connor is healthy and you have all these players who are playing as well as they are so I think we're in this really interesting place where you go to cap friendly like I do every morning no teams have space that everyone is playing on LTIR except the Jets. The Jets are going to have like 4 million in camp space come deadline. Like they have space to add not just some guy. They can add like a Buchnevich. They can add like somebody that has um, salary and term. Um, and I think this is going to be a fun next couple of months for the Jets because even if Colorado and Dallas catch us, like we're in now. Um, and I will just say, like, I'm not sure I wanna be number one with the with the Edmonton Oilers remembering how to play hockey and coming up on that eight seed real quick. But um uh but they we're in this position where we bank so many points against bad teams, um, like decent teams. We are so far out in front at this point, we should be dreaming up a list. So I expect the Flyers to be one of those teams that fades. So maybe we're talking about a, a Konechny, uh, but I think they're. I think I'm going to be looking for like which teams are going to just call it a day. I'm backing off on the Elias Lindholm thing. He has looked terrible this year. You got to like watch who they are and not just trade on their name um, from previous years. He has looked a little lost out there. But that's the type of player that I'm going to be looking for. Is somebody that can play on that second line with uh, Perfetti and KFC, because all of a sudden you have Iofalos on your fourth line, Nemesikov is on your third line. Like you have all these pieces where you're going to be like rolling so much depth. Like we all know, like Dominic Toninato, great. He's had a great like week here. He's not a guy that you want to see rolling out there necessarily in the playoffs, unless somebody's hurt. Um, same goes for Axon Janssen Falby. Love him been playing out of his mind but he's not going to be your long-term solution if everyone's healthy so well and that's uh, exactly it the insurance pieces right because we know like obviously the minnesota wild the perfect example like injuries can just start happening right like and that's and we you need to be prepared for and the they just have been lucky this year not not just lucky because a lot of it is of their own doing but that they've had the right insurance pieces to come in and even like We've had, I think, 11 forwards that have played most of the Jets games this year. Um, and I'm including Gabe Velarde in that category and, and Cal Connor as well. And then your your extra 12th guy is the, the Gustafson, the Kapari, the Fialbi, 
the Tony Nato and who've all been, you know, excellent or whatever, which is, which is great. So having a couple of those guys ready in case, you know, things happen, because we're still only halfway through the season yeah. it is, you know, it is extremely important. But I even see some people in the chat talking about, you know, Kapari and Gustafson and literally how do you get them back in the lineup? Um, but I, I don't want to die. I think you much. get them back in the lineup because the PK is still not right. I would say like, that is your, like, Kishore, that is I your thing. Bring you up regularly when it comes to the penalty kill because for those of you who don't know, Kishore That's and all I, I know each about. other from from back in the day. We used to be part of a podcast called the Jet Centric Podcast, and there was an episode we were recording once. I want to say maybe three years ago, where I was almost near tears the entire time we were recording the podcast because we were doing mid season um, play like grades for all the players, and every single player that played any part in the penalty kill whatsoever, Kishore would knock down an entire grade. Like if this player was an A it was a B like not even a B plus like it was like a B if they had any part of the penalty kill whatsoever even Connor Hellebuck it was so funny so Kishore I will <laughs> always think of you when it comes to the penalty kill um they only have it's to their weakness like I, I know everyone wants to tonight. talk about the power play but I mm. think the PK is the more concerning thing like Anaheim was pushing them around uh on their couple power plays tonight like we just can't have that and like a Gus bus on there maybe a Kupari on there like we need to figure that out. Um, uh, and I'm here for all the people that want to talk about like a legitimate, like number two, number three defenseman, but those are, those are expensive. Um, so yeah. like, we'll see. And even, but this is the your... fun part of the year. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Even back to your Lindholm point, I think the point that you mentioned and ugh, like, I, I swear no one's holding a gun to my head for saying this, but I, I usually be such a like, you know, on ice metrics and results and, and things like that person. And I still am like through and through, like that's the most important part of anything. But this year has also really made me realize that like the vibes with a capital V are extremely important and bringing in a guy like that who and I, I don't know the guys so I'm not trying to judge them or anything like that but you need someone who's going to come in and be a Nate Schmidt you know for your for your team and and make sure yeah. you're keeping up because part of the reason that this team is you know the way that they are and part of the reason that a team like the Edmonton Oilers is the way that they were earlier to start the season is entirely about the off-ice relationships and things like that too so it is really important to kind of keep that going and, and continue with the good vibes yeah. but I want to make sure it is one thing it's one thing to go perfect on the PK against Anaheim and San Jose. It's another thing when you're going to have to do it against Vegas and Edmonton and Colorado 100%. and Dallas. Those are teams that don't mess around. Uh, and you're, we're going to have to play one, two, how many of them are we going to have to play? Hopefully uh, and I think three it's three in the West and one in the East. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's worth saying Connor Hellebuck is one of, is on one of those all time heaters. I think he must've seen, there was an article going around about, Demko maybe being the starter for the Americans. And I think he must have read that. And he was like, uh, maybe not. And he was like, I am the greatest American goalie. Uh, and you can sit back down. He's on an all-time heater. Like a month ago, his like G-Sax was like, I don't know. It was like in the single digits. He's like waved by to everybody. Um and I, I just don't think you can count on him being like a 930 goalie the rest of the way, even though he is the greatest goalie in the world. Like, what if he yeah. comes back and he's just a pedestrian 917? Like, all of a sudden, like, you go from, like, continually expecting, a, you know, we only give up one or two goals to, like, two or three. Things get tighter. Um, so all this kind of stuff. That being said, how are we just not in full celebration mode? This is like the oh. we're like going shop. I feel like I'm going shopping now. I'm going to be looking at cap friendly lists for the next <laughs> month. Like, uh, 
it's all, all the vibes are off the charts with and this it's team. all nice to have not need to have pieces right like even yeah. everyone in the chat is saying all these people that like, i i don't i genuinely don't want to take anyone out of the lineup right now and i've never ever in my 12 years of the Winnipeg Jets being here ever said that before, right? And that's just so exciting and great. Um, and we have a lot of people being active in the chat, so I'm going to open the floor up to any questions if anyone has anything that they, you know, want us to chat about to include in the discussion. So please, uh, for those of you who are here, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. I see we have a couple people who are new here that have said that this is their first time watching the stream. Thank you so much for being here. We're here after every single game uh, talking Jets, which is amazing. Um, we always have some fun guests. Um, but while I give some people the time to, to write out some questions and things like that, who are your personal three stars of this game, Kishore, against the Anaheim Ducks tonight? Uh, so you have to give it to Brassois. Again, like, he, I think he's my number one star. Why am I doing this in reverse? It's like I've never been a hockey fan. All right, let's do, the, do this right. Just clear your um, brains. He never said anything. We don't know who the first star is yet. Go. <laughs> uh, number three, I got to give it to uh, Nate Schmidt. I'm just so happy for him uh, to get that goal. Number two, a little bit of a surprise, a little off the board. Um, but I just love Morgan Barron's game right now. I think he is playing really like, I think he's driving that fourth line. That fourth line is eating minutes, even though he didn't get on the score sheet. He obviously got one uh, last night. I think he causes all sorts of havoc and, and trouble for teams. Uh, I know that's like a wild choice when we saw like Ehlers Barry one and stuff. Um, but I just love how Barron is playing. Uh, and then number one's LB. Uh, just again, like gave up one goal. He's your number two goalie and he's not letting, he's playing like 920. Uh, uh, he's playing at 920 rate. Like you can't argue with uh, the results coming out. Yeah, hundred percent. Sorry, my my mic was a little acting up on me here, but and that's exactly what you want is your goalie to come in. And they had a couple of really big moments, especially at the end of the game. You know, I want to give some credit to the Anaheim Ducks for uh, for the pressure that they were putting on the Jets there a couple times, obviously over the course of the game, but especially at the six on four at the end there when um, I, I believe there was a power play and a goalie pull simultaneously that uh, led to the Jets kind of managing that a little bit. And I thought, you know, we had some some big blocks, some good positioning from the guys, but ultimately, like the the. Anaheim Ducks had him pretty hemmed in there. So I give, you know, my, my hat tip goes to um, Brassois on that one in particular because he, he really helped them out at the end of the game. Two goal lead is tough, even even right at the end, because, you know, you never know what can happen. You could turn into, you know, Czechia against Finland today, right? Like you can, anything can happen at the end of a hockey <laughs> game. So he definitely pulled it off uh, for them tonight. So I'm just going to throw into the chat here, take, take a little peek. A lot of people are... Um, um, you know, agreeing with you on the accolades for, for Morgan Barron. And I think, yeah, he's a player that deserves a lot of love. Um, I, I've also seen comments about the Bills being Canada's team, which is also like, all, to be fair. Also, I'm signed up. Yeah, yeah, they kind of are because, like, to, not to me, because to me, Canada's team is the Minnesota Vikings because everyone from Manitoba is a Vikings fan, but everyone from Toronto is a Bills fan. And we know that anything that Toronto does just becomes anything that Canada does. So I'll, I'll give it to you. They kind of are Canada's team, not my team. Being but... from Buffalo, nothing, and being a hockey fan, nothing makes me sadder than being associated with Toronto fans. So yeah, I'm going to let that valid. one slide. You know what? Yeah, okay. Then we'll just, we're going to put it in that one. I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen because I honestly, I wouldn't want that for you either. That's even right uh, now. Um, For those of you who are new, we have a, a good number of people uh, here live in the chat. So I'm so happy that everyone's here watching uh, and celebrating post game with us. I know it's late uh, in Winnipeg. I'm in Minneapolis right now, for those of you who didn't catch my little um, spiel at the beginning, here to watch um, PWHL Minnesota tomorrow with the uh, over 10,000 tickets sold. Did a little seven-hour road trip today, just kind of spontaneously with my family, so super fun. Um, but 
Liz has to pick up her signed Ryan Hartman jersey at the at the pro store, you know, all this stuff. Like I was like, I need to pick a team that I want to cheer for for PWHL. And I was like, maybe I'll pick Minnesota because they're close by. But then I started realizing that so many of these teams are affiliating themselves with their local NHL teams. And I'm like, well, so that throws PWHL Toronto out the window. That throws PWHL Minnesota out the window. There's PWHL Montreal out the window. Like I cannot be a fan of these teams because that means... Oh, I thought you were legally required just to cheer for wh- whoever MPP is playing for. Like, I, isn't that the isn't that the Canadian way? No, I feel like you can get your like citizenship stripped if you <laughs> if you don't do that or something like that, right? Is that that that's how that works? But actually, yeah, that's why say, I'm like a Boston fan because Hillary Knight's on there. I'm like, uh, I guess I got to do this. No, literally, and she's your equivalent. And my um, well, actually, I am from rural Manitoba, and the um goaltender who posted that shutout for PWHL New York against Toronto in the um season league opener if i may um is from a town that's right next right beside mine there the the next closest school to me we had a rivalry in high school i think i i will say she's from there like locally i think she went to school in winnipeg because you know sometimes you got to do that if you want to go play the best level of you know hockey in in the country you know it's all i'll give it to her but shout out on creek manitoba uh normally not, uh, you know, I, I'm a proud Eli girl, but um, Elm Creek gets some love from Korean Trader. Lots of great stuff going on with PWHL, so it's been super fun. But uh, I'm going to jump back in the chat here and, and take a quick I just want to shout out to Jack about saying he was a season ticket holder during the Jim Kelly days. I actually have a Jim Kelly signed uh, helmet in behind me. I was a big Bills fan back then. Uh, but I want to give you some, the vibes are immaculate because we're atop the league, but I want to give you even better vibes. Next three. Arizona, not a bad team, but, you know, Mini Arizona, wagon. we Mini can wagon. handle that. <laughs> yeah, Columbus, you and then what? Chicago again. All-star Boone Jenner to you, so watch it. <laughs> yeah, no. Then... One of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Like, I felt so bad. I'm like, they have to pick somebody. They the pick next Boone little Jenner. stretch is, is going to be a like, and, and well, we've been saying that for the next long stretch for the little bit. And that was including the games against San Jose and Anaheim. And, you know, it, it, it's been a test this last little bit. It's, it's um, the inverse of the Miami dolphins, if I may, where it's like, when you see these poor teams, are you able to beat them? Because that's, you know, Winnipeg has shown that they can run with the best and they're beating the good, the good teams, but the points that should be easy points for them haven't been easy points for them. So the last couple of games have been, you know, good testaments of that. I, I almost throw Minnesota into that category. They're a below 500 team right now. So, you know, getting the two wins against them back to back and then winning these California games, I think is huge. And if they can keep this up and, and secure a couple points against teams that they should be able to beat in the next little bit. Um, and I, I want to say you might've missed um, the flyers in that list of, of teams too, because that's the Flyers is right after Chicago. So we we have a not not too terrible of a schedule coming up the pipe uh, before they yep. jump into the back to back against Toronto. So um, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the next little bit goes. Hopefully, they can secure a bit of a cushion and stay ahead of you know the Rangers, the Bruins, and all those good teams at the top and maintain I, that spot. I'm not worried the about standings. the Rangers. No, we'll, I'm not we'll worried about the Rangers and finals. Bruins. Just kidding. <laughs> Everything. I'm just looking at the how the Avs are playing, how the Stars are playing, and then keeping out of the corner of my eye what the Oilers are doing because 100%, yeah and the Kings they, are, they can also be in the in the other periphery kind of paying attention to them too King, yeah Kings are are very similar to the Jets in the in the sense they are so strong defensively like their their system is working to a T to the point where like people are like did we snub Cam Talbot from the All-Star game I'm like maybe like maybe we <laughs> but but also uh yeah i like no doubt there there are a number of teams in the west to be looking out for and those games are coming 
Um, but from here to the all-star break, those teams aren't on our schedule. So right. we just got to bank points, bank points. Mira Haskinen went out week to week last night uh, for the stars. So everything is about banking points and just building that cushion uh, because all those teams, they're going to be going like seven and three every 10 games because that's how good they are. Um, so now is the time we got to keep banking points and then the schedule gets nasty. Uh, yeah. in the second half of the year. 100%. So, yeah, hopefully we can uh, close out this month um, with, with some good hockey and keep up the good vibes. You know, so Mentor's trip, obviously, you know, some really great stuff there. A couple of goals from guys we love to see it from tonight, in particular Nate Schmidt and Cole Perfetti, and obviously, you know, Nikolai Ehlers. But, hey, at this point, anyone can score, and I'd be, like, so happy for that guy. Um, but, you know, the, the Jets are rolling. The wagon keeps growing. And, and for those of you who are here, we have a lot of people in the chat, a couple of unfamiliar names to me. I'm so thankful that you guys are all here. If you're just here because you're a hockey fan and not a Jets fan, trust me now's the time to become one. So um, <laughs> thank you so much, everyone, for, for joining us tonight. Um, Kishore, um, super quick, just give us a little plug uh, where people can follow and get your, um, you know, amazingly insightful Jets commentary on Twitter. Oh, I just, uh, I'm not on the Twitter anymore. I'm like, sometimes go on threads, but like I lurk now in like Dmitry Filipovich's uh, Discord, which is like a blast. Really? I'm in like the puck, puck Soup Discord. That's like... Uh, those are like fun places. Um, I'm going to be off wearing an American flag celebrating our uh, juniors victory um, uh, for the next day. So, but uh, I'll be back on the Jets bandwagon here and welcoming all of our new brothers and sisters joining us along the way. Because guess what, folks? It's a wagon. And there's room for plenty more. And there's room for plenty more. And 100%, that's the best way to end it. Uh, for those of you who are here, make sure you like the stream on your way out and hit subscribe. We're almost at 100,000 subscribers, so it'd be great to hit that milestone soon. I think we unlock a lot of fun features and stuff like that, too, when we hit that milestone. So uh, make sure you hit that on the way out. And for those of you who are new here, we are here after every single Jets game. And there's also a game over stream kind of like this for every single game that's um, you know being played by a Canadian team. So we have shows for all seven markets. Obviously, I'm a little biased, but we have a great cue. I can't speak a great crew over here at ASDBN that puts together some amazing shows. I uh, did some world junior coverage with elite prospects and a lot of good stuff like that. So make sure you're subscribing to us here and following SDPN sports on Twitter. Follow me as well at Liss hoods. That's L Y S S H O U D E. And I will see you back here on Sunday after the game against the Arizona Coyotes. So have a good night, everyone. If you're listening live, thanks for joining us. If you're listening back later, thank you for being here as well. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>